0: Can Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs When we move the bases Houston, we got a problem Taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed Coming at you with topics Bitch, they hit me with logic Baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up You're gonna 4 now flat It's imperative Transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave From the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man weed Come at you with topics, no you cannot stop it, doing things you can't believe, it's the three man week, we come at you with topics, no you cannot stop it.
1: Yo yo yo, what's good out there, good people man, you got your three favorite guys from ya favorite podcast, the Three Man Weave Podcast. With me as always, you know, I got...
2: You already know, baby. <laughs> Hill regardless. Let's get it.
1: What? Hill ain't here?
2: <laughs> Hill, man. Hill is Hillin. He got to get that money. You know, He, he he's a family man.
1: Yeah, man. he's so definitely a family man.
2: By all means, he got to get that money. So in Hill's place, we just... Got nobody. It's just gonna be me, Cannon. Yep. We running this thing. We 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 We, we two man this... weaving. Let me drive the boat.
1: All right, let's do it. So,
2: so, so you know it's AJL Presidente. Mm-hmm. Who I got with? Who I got with me?
1: You got your boy Cannon. You know I'm here as always, holding it down. I'm a represent.
2: Yeah, no a long line of the famous Cannons, you dig?
1: Yeah, the long that's a long line of us, you know? And we all out here doing big things, man. We doing big things. So shout out to the Cannon boys, man. Shout out to the Cannon boys.
2: I would like to give a big shout out to my mama. Happy birthday. She Ooh, finally yes. 21. So yes. we're going out getting drinks later. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Happy birthday, mama. Uh, I know you be listening, so I'm trying not to cuss. Happy
1: birthday. Yep. Live it up.
2: And Ken is not going to say the N-word this episode.
1: Yes, I am not. And this is episode Hill. what? 38?
2: Uh, 38. Before we get started Hill, let them know where you can find us. You <laughs> already know you can find us uh, on Instagram, 3manweave underscore, uh-huh. Twitter, 3manweave underscore. Uh, you can hit us up uh, at our email, podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. And you can also find us on all your streaming platforms all of them baby youtube apple Mm -hmm. stitcher spotify anchor we everywhere everywhere hit the subscribe
1: hit that like button we need all the support we can get and we're gonna keep trying to bring y'all all all the news all the commentary all the analysis that y'all love so it is what Uh, it is uh,
2: five stars and just to let you know all of our you know uh loyal listeners we are working on something special for us
1: yes we are Uh,
2: actually for you guys Mm -hmm. because we're a podcast of the people so uh we're we're doing something that's in the works to make sure that we could put everything in one sink like one single place we'll have you know a little chat room for Mm -hmm. everyone where you find all of us and you'll actually be able to get some of our you know thoughts and takes on certain things in between episodes so stay tuned definitely got some really really big coming for you um Cannon, don't I'm missing a shout out. It's really, it's really important. It's just, you know who it is? Who? We got a shout out, Mick. Customs, man.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, MC Customs, Mar- man.
2: Yeah, shout out to Marty McFly, man. Yeah, no, always thing, holding you us know. down. Exactly. That's who you know provides us with our shirts. Mm-hmm. uh You know all of our. All of our merch. That's what he. That's what he does for us, man. We just want to shout him out. Thank you. Thank you for looking out for us, man.
1: And we got some. We got some new pieces coming. Some exclusive pieces. So I think y'all going. Y'all might want to look for these. Shout out to McFly Customs, man. McFly design. Summertime.
2: Summertime is gonna be fun. So yeah, man. It's episode thirty-eight. It is episode thirty-eight,
1: right? Yeah, I believe so, man. If not, we we rolling with it. Yeah,
2: episode thirty-eight. It's July fifteenth,
1: mm-hmm.
2: four o'clock.
1: Yep,
2: on a Monday. It's about the mon- Monday is Monday, and I didn't had in all time. So, where can we start, man? Let's let, let's jump into it. What you got for me today, Kenny?
1: Man, I I first want to uh, start off on a sour note, man. Honestly, What's up? Uh, you know, well, it's, it's we two man weaving it today, and you and I, I I consider us the diehard. Boxing fans out of the group and, you know, woke up this morning to some sad news that yeah. we lost one of the all-time greats, man. And I know, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, are big fans of Floyd Mayweather uh, or, or or that style of boxing, man. And if you do not know, man, all of that originated with Sweet Pea Pernell
2: Whitaker,
1: me, man. Me. I mean, the, the flash, the... Being able to throw punches and not being able to be touched, the the technical working off of the jab. I mean, he was just, his game was beautiful, man. Um, and I'm just gonna speak on the beautiful parts of his career, man. I'm not even gonna touch the negative stuff. He was he was just a legit boxer. If you know boxing from that that mid '80s to the to that mid '90s, he reigned supreme, about ten years strong.
2: Absolutely, welterweight man. It was- he was one of the he was one of the pioneers. He's one of the ones that set that you know that style set that style up and, and really gave it light. So I mm-hmm. uh, definitely want to send you know condolences to Sweet P and his family. Um, that's a tough one. It's a tough one for the boxing world,
1: but yeah,
2: you no, know, especially to go out like that, man. That yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. But um, he definitely he definitely uh, left his mark on the world. So uh, you know, it's a, it's a time it's a celebration of life. Not
1: yeah, to, definitely. To, you know, I agree, man. I you know, agree. much
2: of a damn- Cause boxing oh, came a we, long way. Absolutely, and since we own boxing, we got something coming up this week, and I really wish Hill was here for it. But it's it's really, okay. I, it's okay. I really wish Hill was here for this one, cause this is I I, I know that
1: we got a lot of boxing it, coming up.
2: Exactly. Hill was he in between the rock and the hard place on this one because he he mad at Keith Thurman because it's a get back here, baby, and he feel like Keith Thurman been ducking and dodging and mm-hmm. ain't you know yeah and, and ain't really been showing up to fight, but he also. He also been giving me hell over Manny Pacquiao. He been you know,
1: giving what, you hell. What he thinking? I've been trying to tell
2: him Manny Pacquiao. He, he's a legend in this game. He's you gotta, a legend. That you know, man you got to give him he respect. He is
1: a legend.
2: And so we got Keith One Time Thurman
1: mm-hmm. versus
2: Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna be a good one. What, what, what you think about it?
1: whew man. I kind of agree somewhat with Hill with uh, Keith Thurman, man, and how he um has handled his whole get-back season. I understand the logistics of boxing. I think he he did it smart.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: can understand. You know, Hill is what he always says. He speaks for the casual fan. So it's like when he's speaking, he's speaking from a fan standpoint. And I Absolutely. agree as a fan, I would have liked to see more competitive fights with his comeback now I understand me as being a, a diehard boxing fan I understand the business of it and I understand that you're just not going to throw your fighter to the wolves like that but looking at Pacquiao his last fight was kind of impressive to me you know just seeing how he came out uh Keith Thurman last fight was kind of shaky but he did you know he he pulled it all together um I'm on the fence it's like a legend versus the up-and-comer I'm just going to go with youth. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to go with youth. That could be a cop-out, but I'm going to roll with um, Keith, one-time Thurman,
2: man. you going with the youth? I'm going with the youth. I'm rolling with the wisdom. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) I got got to go with Pacquiao just because, man, I'm also biased because Manny Pacquiao, Diego Corrales, Mm -hmm. and Muhammad Ali. And of course, Aaron Pryor. Like those are some of my favorite fighters of all time. Cut so throat, to me, man. Pac, to me, to me, it's like I'm biased, but I also think that Pacquiao he has the smarts, he has the wherewithal, he has the boxing acumen, and he still, even though he doesn't have that power that he once possessed when he beat the hell out of Cotto mm-hmm. and when he beat the hell out of Margarito, he's he still sp- got he got some punch left. He's he still got some. He still got some pop. He's still awkward. He's still lightning quick.
1: And, like, how is that? Like, I was, that's why, watching his last fight, I was more impressed than, I'm like, okay, this is just a money grab. But he came out there and he looked solid. And I'm like, the jab is still quick. The the counter punch is still there. And he still got a
2: little pop. So, it's like, he's 40 what? 41? 40? I think he's about, I think he's about 41. And and the thing is, the reason why is, to me, he's able to still keep that speed, even though he may have lost that, that pop. His punches are compact. Yeah, you know, a lot of these short. fighters, they, they. But short, Manny man. Pacquiao, he's not afraid to get in. Throughout Manny Pacquiao's career, he's always taking some punches. Mm-hmm. He'll take, he'll take yeah. one to get, he'll take yeah. one to get two or three on you. Yeah. So, if if you're not able to keep him off with a flurry, he's gonna take your jab. He's gonna take your jab in the right, and he's gonna get inside you and he's gonna throw those and he throws from those awkward angles, just how he got that knockout off of Ricky Hatton. He came up and then threw that overhand right put him down
1: put him so down. it's just
2: like those punches are compact and he's accurate with them and so that's why i feel he's going to be able he's going to be able to really you know give keith thurman problems because for one this manny Pacquiao, like i said manny Pacquiao's a legend he's been in some mm-hmm. wars keith thurman he's been in some fights he's but he's been in some close fights with some people who ain't been in as many battles as Manny Pacquiao. Manny he's, not, Pacquiao.
1: he's not that battle tested. I will say exactly.
2: that. Exactly. Manny Pacquiao got more knockouts than Keith Thurman got fights.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so it's just like Manny Pacquiao. He's been doing this. He's came. He's went up through the ranks. He's fought way bigger men, and he's put the beats on them. And so it's just like, I, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna give it to the legend, man. And Thurman
1: he, he scared me his last fight, man. I, and he got I in think, trouble a little bit.
2: Absolutely, but I also attribute that to Ring Rust.
1: Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, what you, Russ.
2: you in there? You, you know, like like Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the face, and you can look good. You can look good as hell while you in the camp. You know, you be hitting the mitts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the mitts be sounding off. That heavy bag. Oh yeah, you, that shit popping. Then you get hit in the face, and what? you ain't got that headgear on. You mm-hmm. be like, whoa, wait a minute.
1: That rock your brain. This shit. <laughs> brain.
2: And it's just like, and anybody can relate to it. It's like getting punched in the face for the first time, and you weren't really expecting it. Or you, know, you being the you know, you'd be in a backyard shadow boxing with people. You think you know, like, oh, I got hands, and then you get in your first real fight, and they actually trying to hit you for real, and you're like,
1: And see. That's why, man. I thank God. I thank God. I've been blessed my whole life. I've never, I've never had a clean. Shot landed on me, man. My whole life been in a lot of fights too, man. Been in a lot of
2: fights, man. I didn't, I, I didn't had a couple. It's okay though. It's okay, <laughs> cause I've never gotten a clean shot when it was one on one. But mm-hmm. I had one time at JMU. I got. I, I actually told this story on the Bomani Jones podcast once. It was me, my boy G Day, and two of his friends. We was up at JMU. Mm-hmm. The whole football team on us four it was like it all i remember i i just saw everybody running towards us so i saw the first person in front of me hit him next thing i know i felt something felt like a brick but obviously it was a punch hit me in the back of the head that's a cheap uh, shot the, man the, the the worst thing that happened though is i failed i failed mm. and it was just like boots to back mm. and then next thing i know i'm, I'm trying to slide underneath a car Trying to get away from the Timberlands.
1: Not the Timberlands. His shirt was so ripped look, up. Look, why, 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 why in the world <laughs> is the football team chasing you for? All right,
2: all right. So here's what happened. Yeah, so let's, come let, on. Let, let, you let's did something. I did not. So, Cannon, you know me. You know how, especially in my college days.
1: Yeah, jokes. On how,
2: I, and how I could drink. Yeah, true. So. We walking across the street. We bagged a couple shorties, so we going down the street. You know, we pre-gage and everything like that. We crossing the street. Mm-hmm. I, I bagged the shortie, so she's like, "Hey, yo, we at this hookah spot." So I'm crossing the street. She's in the parking. She's at the hookah spot across the across the street. I could see it, like. Mm-hmm. Visually, I can see it, so I'm I'm leading the pack. I'm hype, you know what I mean? You know, like, when you're in a new place and you feel like, hey, you know what I mean, I might get this new one, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just like, oh, I got a little pep in my step. All I hear behind me is, watch where you going, pussy. Ooh. And I'm
1: like, oh. Ooh. They talking to me?
2: I know that voice. They weren't talking to me. I look back. It's my boy's oh. boy. Oh, the yeah. dude I don't even yeah. know.
1: Uh, he bumped, so you he had into, to.
2: He mm. bumped into this dude. He's all of like 5'3". Mm-hmm. This dude is like 6'1", 220. And I'm like, hey, bro. It, why? Like why? Like, like, why? like, why? And so, like, I'm just like, I stand in between them. I'm like, yo, hey, look, he a little drunk. He don't really know how to handle his liquor. And he's still yapping. I'm like, hey, bro, please shut up. We got a little situation that I'm trying to get to. Just relax. Let's go. And so, dude is like, they they <laughs> arguing back and forth. And as I'm trying to, like, uh, you know, de-escalate the situation, I just see someone walking at me with haste. Yeah. And he getting real close. So oh, I was that's like,
1: unfortunate, man. Ah, I had to <laughs> hit him
2: because he got too close, so I hit him. And uh, then when I hit him, the, the little guy hit me. And so, like I said, I stumbled forward, and I tried to turn around. And as soon as I turn around, I see over his shoulder people running. So, like, I'm trying to wrestle with him and, like, the big guy gets him off of me and as he's like pulling him away i see jmu football and that's why i seen all them people running towards me i'm like god damn it and do you know i text shorty like yo we just got jumped her first words was
1: so you're not coming i'm like
2: (laughs) no like my shirt's ripped i'm over here this is back when sparrows popping i'm out here fighting this goddamn sparrows and she's just like so you're not coming no i'm not coming my whole night women are unrelentless
1: man like what no i don't know
2: unless you're gonna give me some tlc i'm not trying to be at this hookah bar and court you right now i'm just trying to we drive we driving back to petersburg right now
1: i don't she doesn't even believe that you got jumped aj and that's the thing like
2: all she had to do was come outside. What's he was the odds?
1: What's yeah. the odds, bro? She's like, what's the odds? This man and got jumped. Like it's just another excuse, another guy, another excuse. I'm tired of it. You know what? Are you coming or not? No. Bye. Women, man. I'm I'm so upset. Anyway, man. We got Yeah, off on a tangent, yeah, yeah, we did. So look. But... Go ahead. All right. So look. You you said you are rolling with Pac. I'm rolling with uh Thurman. Uh I don't know who Hill going to roll with. Uh Hill he going to leave his take.
2: Yeah, he'll leave his take at the end, but he he's going to give us the most reluctant pick on this fight ever.
1: I'm banking I'm banking that he's going with Thurman.
2: Oh, I know I know he's going to go with Thurman, but he's going to be reluctant to go with Thurman yep. just off the off the Pacquiao yep. hate. Yeah. He team. don't
1: even so like he, this fight. He don't even no. like. He's not even looking he's, forward to it. He's not.
2: He's not gonna watch it. He's not gonna watch it on demand. None nope. of that. He don't. He don't want no positive.
1: Yeah. So, if you've been following us on social media this week, you know that. Um, you know, last week we we kind of we kind of shined a little bit on all the pundits out there. We had our very own AJ be the only one to predict where Kawhi Leonard was going to land during Free Agent. And not only did he predict it, he had sound reasoning to back it up, which appeared to be the real reason why it happened in the first place. So, kudos to AJ. However, well, that same very episode, we got the capping on that episode, you know, what? We heard the rumors of, you know, Westbrook wants out of OKC and, you know, potential Houston, maybe a potential destination with the trade for CP3. Everybody on the three man We podcast, Cannon Hill, AJ, all of us. Emphatically said no way won't happen. Just can't. Nobody wants CP3 contract. So fast forward an episode. Here we are it happened CP3 to OKC with a lot of picks for my man Westbrook What should take AJ
2: of all the places I didn't really see that happen.
1: I did not see that happening bro I did not
2: I, I, I was wrong I was wrong but in my defense I I thought that the Thunder would just be like, okay, we're gonna try and rebuild around Westbrook after we lost PG. We got all these draft picks, we got some draft capital, we're gonna try and make some moves. Cause they were uh they were a cap strap team, to be yeah. quite honest. Yeah, they were. So it's just like, okay, we can move this PG contract, get him up out of here, free some space, use these draft picks, kind of get some people in here that we can work around with Russ. Didn't I just I didn't I, I didn't see a a rust move coming just off of not from what Houston. everything that at Yeah, Houston. especially not, like I said, not with Houston. I I knew that you know, they were trying to get rid of CP3's contract in Houston.
1: I thought they were stuck I, with that.
2: I, I thought I thought they were stuck with that. The only the only suitor I thought was they can call the Knicks to see if the Knicks was still stupid. Knicks was like nah, we're not going to do this. One. I thought because
1: I thought the only option that they had would be a team that didn't have a a superstar already that had a lot of cap space and a lot of picks to get rid of. So, you know, I thought that maybe there would be a market for Russ, but just the the whole story of Russ for CP3, I just thought that that was too far-fetched. And that goes to just show you, like, man, this offseason in the NBA has been a one from the video games. Like, it's Uh, one for the books, bro. It's players doing whatever they want. It's GMs going for the, they swinging for the fences. It's uh, GMs also doing incredibly stupid things that is unheard of. So it's like, it's it's just been a, it's been a crazy free agent frenzy this off season, man.
2: Yeah. And it was like, so, you know, prior to this trade going down, there was a lot of rumors about Russ going to Miami. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And.
1: Definitely was.
2: This was in between episodes, so we didn't really get to talk about it, but it was just like. I was telling y'all the whole time, he'll, uh, as as many of you might know, if you don't know, Jimmy Butler is one of the favorite players.
1: That is his, that's his favorite player.
2: Okay, yeah, that is his favorite player. And I was trying to tell him, I'm like, I don't really know how Jimmy Butler and Russ are going to coexist.
1: I would like to see it.
2: And and he was like, you know, it's going to work, you know. You know when when Jimmy play like when Russ plays, you know his his, his sidekick. They always get off this this and that. Yeah, true. Typical Hill fashion. That's a good point. And he, you know what? He was starting to sell me, but what he can't sell me on is Harden and Russ playing together. That shit ain't happening. Hey, ain't happening. Per-
1: you 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 you're not, psychic, bro. It's, you no, are, it's not happening. No, no, you're psychic because that was my very next question, bro, on this whole topic. Like, can? Because people want to know can can Russell and Harden coexist. And I am I'm, I'm I'm with you AJ. I am very very skeptical. I'm skeptical. But there is a very 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 slim chance to where it can work. Hear me out. Now, first of all, Russell, you know, Russell dropped like 13 dimes a game. Okay. I guess you can say it comes at at inopportune times or the last two minutes or fast breaks or whatever. Doesn't matter. He's still dropping thirteen dimes per game, right? So Russell, he's able to pass the he's able to pass the ball. James dropped like he dropped five to seven dimes per game, which is, you know, they just do a lot of ISO ball, you know, down there, which is they gotta change that if it's if it's gonna work. And They got to be able. James, I think, has the ability to be a spot-up shooter. He has a nice jump shot. I think he could be a spot-up shooter. He's just been dribbling off. He's been doing a lot of shooting off the dribble. I think we got to see if that can work. But if not, one thing's for sure, I know who can slash off the dribble or off the catch, Russell can do that. So if James want to dominate the ball, either way, one of these guys, they're going to have to compromise. You feel me? And compromise is the only way that this thing is gonna work. It doesn't sound good, but listen, how many teams are there are a threat to them out there? Cause, cause look at it this way. Don't look at the top teams. Look at it this way. They, they, they. Am I listen. No. So look, they were a playoff team with CP3, right? You take mm-hmm. CP out and get Westbrook. I think no matter how you slice it, Houston gets better.
2: Okay kind of want to debate you here come so, on come on I'm yes they'll be they'll be a playoff team they will be a playoff team because you. and that's
1: and MV. that's all i'm giving them i'm not you giving have, them you nothing have, else
2: you have two MVP players but my whole thing is I, when they make this trade their their championship odds went up i'm like mm-mm. i just don't feel like when it comes down to it you've seen it time and time again once it comes playoffs Hero ball don't work. You gotta you gotta, you gotta run the offense. Yeah. That that I'm gonna go ISO. But that's a coaching.
1: Like, how can that come down to players though? That's that's a coaching issue right there. If we're not, if we're playing hero ball every year in the playoffs, can I put that on players?
2: Sometimes, yeah, because when certain players get the ball, they're a ball stopper and they'll but dribble the air out what the what ball. If that's the and now
1: you got two. What if that's the plan though?
2: Okay. If that's the plan, then you're not gonna make it. But then, like I said before, I've I've seen Mike D'Antoni play, you know, his scheme with a wide open offense, and it's, you know they move the they move the basketball around, they push the pace. I have stuff. seen
1: him. I have seen him move it around, but his pace. I mean, his style has always been go, At, all the way back to Nash. It's always been go. Okay. They okay. never. Wait, they wait, wait, never wait. do no. half court stuff.
2: I exactly okay so that's my point so that's exactly where i wanted you they never do half they never do half court stuff and you got russell westbrook i hate you like russell westbrook me and him probably we might shoot the same percentage for three
1: yeah yeah. he's a
2: terrible three-point shooter so he's streaky man he can get
1: hot but overall it looks bad it looks bad
2: exactly but he's a he's a he's a he's a shooter who can't shoot He loves to. He loves. He loves to do that pull up three, but can't shoot it.
1: Yeah, he'll airball that thing in a minute.
2: He'll airball it. He'll get those long rebounds and a lot of his rebounds.
1: He'll he'll airball it just because he's super hyperactive and annoying as hell. He might get yeah, he might get the (laughs) rebound. That's how he be
2: getting (laughs) on. And that's how he get his triple doubles. And so that's my whole thing. Like in that offense, you got Russell Westbrook, and you running in transition. You got James Harden pushing it, and Russell Westbrook sitting out, you know, on the three point line. And James Harden kick it and he shoot it. He take a transition three and he he airball it. That's that's a lost possession. And I feel like he he could he can kill drives that way. He can definitely kill drives that way. And I agree,
1: that's definitely gonna as a
2: championship team at all.
1: To that point, you know, Harden can kill drives at that top of the key with that dribbling between his legs ten times in a row.
2: And hit that hit that double step back.
1: The double step back.
2: Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how like, the NBA should be ashamed of themselves. If I had, I can't wait to this season when I want to see the first coach throw a challenge flag when he hit that. I want to see how far that. coach. Can I can't imagine? believe
1: I can't believe that, son, that yeah, they're bringing can, can in you the challenge Doc flag. Doc how
2: far Doc Rivers is gonna throw that flag? It's with gonna James be all, all way the way across.
1: Head. It's gonna be all the way across the court. <laughs> it, might,
2: it might get stuck in James Harden beard. He gonna throw it that far,
1: bro. I feel like the only time that you. NBA is such a fast-paced game. There's going to be missed calls. I don't want to stop the game every time for that with challenge flags. I feel like I mean, it like, was perfect. Like They only one, right? Even if they only get one, that's two per team. That's two extra dumb timeouts we got during the game. Listen, the last two minutes is...
2: Basketball got so many timeouts plus TV timeouts. And
1: the last two minutes is the only time that it really, really matters. Like, you want to make sure the right person... If it's six minutes left, is this possession really going to... Is this determining the game for you? No. And the last two minutes, it's a four-point game, and it went out on AJ's fingertips. We need to know for sure. I'm with it during that. But other than that, let's let's keep the game moving. The games are three hours long already, and 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 we gotta wait for these West Coast games where all the duos, all the top duos are West hey, Coast right now. We are gonna be up
2: late. I'm gonna tell you like this: NBA, stop putting all these NBA games at ten o'clock
1: on the bro, West Coast. The Cali people gotta Ain't get good. off from
2: work, bro. I don't. Half them people with Cali don't even work anyway. They be at Starbucks at 3, <laughs> 3 o'clock in the afternoon anyway. So you know what you can do? Give me that game at about 7, 8 o'clock.
1: They could give it at
2: 7. Ma- give, give us 8 o'clock. They, be at, they get to the games late anyway, so you might as well put it at 8 o'clock. I know they got to get through traffic and all that. So put it at 8 o'clock Eastern. Hey, it's right at 5. Yeah. I, I even say give us 8.30. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, give us 8.30. Like, but I'm, then what are they going to
1: do with the East Coast games?
2: Who you want
1: to see in the East? I don't want to see anybody in the East. Nobody. But, put but that, they have that, to play these wizard, teams, bro. Put that Wizards Knicks game on uh, NBA TV.
2: Nobody want to see it. In, they don't even go to the actual so look, stadium to you, see that. You shouted so out. You shouted
1: out McCustoms, McFly Customs, McFly Designs. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Morgan had a uh he had a little post on on Facebook. You know, he was saying they need to just go to the top 16 teams or top 15 or top 16, top 14, whatever. They need to go to that to make the playoffs. And if they take that model, I do think it would be the league would be so much more interesting because you wouldn't you wouldn't have a, a just let's be honest, like the east the eastern conference, we knew like the the Bucks had a chance and Toronto, we knew that nobody else had a chance out of that. We knew that Philly would would cause some noise, Boston would cause some noise, but ultimately we we knew that they wasn't gonna go.
2: So, I used to I used to bang that drum very very loudly for quite some time, and then I realized the NBA doesn't necessarily want to do that because of travel.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: The tra- the tra- the travel, if you have you know, say.
1: Too many West Coast
2: uh, games. Yeah, say, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, say you have, you know, say you, know said, say you have uh, Sacramento, and then they're in a first round tournament against the Heat. Yeah. That travel, that, that travel alone is just yeah. going to be a lot. Yeah. And yes. so I, 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 I that think that's lot. why. That's why they're not necessarily go, just going to that straight top sixteen format, and you know, it one through sixteen. So, yes, I. I like I said, I would love to see that. And then I also think that would make teams actually want to be more competitive just because if you're in the East, you just can't win, you know, 35, 40 games and just say, oh, we're going to make it to the... Oh,
1: why not make it four divisions? Why Why do two conferences? Because let's, let's be real, Milwaukee is not the East Coast.
2: No, but neither is... It- San Antonio ain't even on the west. That's my so, point. Thank,
1: yeah, so thank I, you. I get.
2: So it it can. I think it can kind of be like football, where they do a uh, east, mm-hmm. you know, west, yeah. north, south, which is a possibility. Um, I think that could work. Yeah, because you know, but they also do. You heard it
1: here they, first. They, they, Three they, man week, baby. The,
2: they do the two conferences and then they break that up into divisions. But, I so, yeah, I get what you're saying
1: possibility
2: we, now we here this weekend oh no
1: go ahead go ahead i was gonna say before we before we move on because this was the the you know can the rust and harden thing thing work can this thing work um cp3 what you do with him where's his career go what's happening with him like is it over what Bro, man
2: we didn't think he can get Traded in the first place. <laughs> that's why I'm asking you, bro. If we didn't think he get traded in the first place, he got oh, traded man. to OKC. OKC has nobody else that any team want. Maybe
1: Sam Adams. Yeah. Man. I mean, but
2: you can. Damn, what team man, can?
1: I'll take Sam Adams.
2: But can you take Sam Adams with CP3 contract?
1: I can't take CP3 at all. That's that's. Listen.
2: Exactly. They. So, I don't know. I don't honestly, I don't know what I would do with CP3. Cannon, 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 before you go any further, OKC told us exactly what they're gonna do with CP3. Because the minute he got traded, they trying to report came out saying that CP3 won't play a day, yeah, in an OKC uniform, but he
1: might, man. they finding that hard. What was it?
2: What was it yesterday? A report (laughs) came out, oh. Okay, see, they're not opposed to actually keeping CP3. No, you ain't got no choice because you was the only they around. yeah. that actually.
1: Which we said. Take on we tried contract. to tell them. Yep.
2: The they, if the Knicks won't make the trade, why would you? Why would, why would you do something the Knicks won't do?
1: Hey, I don't know. Oh,
2: come on. Come, I don't know with that. Come on. In the words of the great Chris Carter.
1: Come you know on, why? man. You know why? Do you have the supporter question?
2: Oh, yes. Supporter
1: question. So I, I think the supporter question is going to kind of lead us on that path of that question that you just asked. Why, why would question. they do something that the Knicks wouldn't do?
2: This question is from my guy, BP. Brandon Paulson says, what's good, bros? First, here's yeah. good point. He says, I just want to make a point, then ask a question. Mm-hmm. The talent spread across the NBA, and balance officially being back restored, yes. the road to the finals is wide open. Why? I think it will come down to how good the front offices and coaches are. Definitely. If you if you look at the teams that made significant moves, it's been teams with reputable front offices and well-known coaches. I just made a point, but here's my question. How important of a role do you guys think front offices and coaching will play in the success? or every team, I think he meant of, uh, how how important of a role do you think front offices and coaches will play in the success of every team across the NBA? You want to uh, hop in first?
1: Yeah, I'll hop in first. I think it plays a huge role. Um, and by huge, I go ahead and slice the pie. Um, I give it 50%. I give it the brass. When I talk about the brass, I'm talking about ownership. I'm talking about uh Operations. I'm talking about day-to-day. I'm talking about GMs, coaches, uh, training staff, the whole shebang. And you need that to be functional just as much as you need your players and their chemistry on the floor to be functional. Um, case in point, let's just look back at the most recent dynasty or the most two recent dynasties, Golden State and the Spurs. I think they have. Coaching, they had it when you look at Steve Kerr. We're just going to give it to Kerr. He got the resume. You know, some people still question him, but he has a resume. Pop, for sure, definitely has the resume. Uh, They they have an ownership that has been traditionally on the same page as the coach and also a GM that has been on the same page with the coach. And what you got to see from those last two recent dynasties is – those teams every year even if they didn't win back to back were at least a team to be reckoned with and they they were consistently able to put out just because they had that good brass they were consistently able to put out the product on the floor because that's what's going to get you the product on the floor ultimately is your front office so to bp I think you you nailed it right on there. We can see from this free agency, like teams with well known people in the front office, well known coaches. That attracts players. Um and it takes players to win championship. I think one hand washes the other. I think it's a fifty fifty split. You gotta you gotta both wash the face. That's a <laughs> AJ bars, come on man. We don't need you, Hill. We got bars without you, man. Come on, where you at, baby? Baby. What, <laughs>
2: what it do, baby? <laughs> but nah, so in, in years past, I wouldn't give that much credit slash onus to the front office because the players actually get on the floor and play. But what you're seeing now is this turn from what the front offices used to be to them going to more analytics. Yes. NBA, mm-hmm. has, NBA has like, – like baseball and NBA have been the most two analytical-driven sports. And so – a lot of these front offices they just are by the numbers by the numbers by the numbers yeah. and what they're starting to realize is you can't just be by the numbers because on the court it's a little bit different because yes this person may do this well and his numbers are good this well this way and this person may do that well and so their numbers equal up to this but you also have to realize personalities people like it's it's still like humans, this ain't Amazon where it's just a whole bunch of machines and drones mm-hmm. dropping shit off. Yeah, it's 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 people involved now. And just like Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey, he was like, "Oh, the analytics. Let's get CP3 in here, put him with James Harden. We had a point guard, we got a two guard that yep. you know are top of the league at yeah. their position, et cetera, et cetera." And their personalities clash. So yes, now I think it's like look at Kobe Altman with the Cavaliers. They brought yeah. him in, you know, he was yeah. a you know analytics guy, and then mm-hmm. got him up out of there quick because. It's more than just these numbers work out. How well do you know the numbers and how well can you make these numbers fit yeah. to build our team? You still got you still got to realize that the people, the people have to match as well. So now because if they're trying to make it such an analytical team, like a, well, analytical-driven sport, I really believe that the front offices are going to have to bear a lot of this burden. So I'm going to go 50, 55% on the front offices because... The front offices that realize yes that can blend analytics and just human interaction are gonna be the ones that succeed.
1: Mhm,
2: I agree. So, look like and you like that's what I'm saying. So you gotta think of Kawhi. You gotta get Kawhi. How you gonna? They didn't get Kawhi based off of analytics. Nope. They got Kawhi based off of <laughs> who do you want? Yeah. You want Paul George? Yeah. Like this is a person that you want that you yeah. like. Okay, we'll get him. They made him happy. You know, that's Braun, an old-fashioned Braun, bra- way to from, get from- somebody. Braun knew he wanted AD. AD knew he wanted Braun. Those yeah. are two personalities that they feel like they can mesh. And if you take it back to the Heat, the Heat weren't just, oh, the analytics. work. These were like friends who actually games mesh together. Yeah. And that's why I don't think – that's also another reason why I don't think Harden and Russ are going to work out because they friends. But you got to also realize, like, you ever, you ever had that cousin, you know, y'all hang out all the time, but – and. Whenever y'all, ha, like, whenever you're like, oh, mom, can can such and such, was, me and my cousin Eddie whenever Eddie spent the night, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> we good, we went to, we, we played on the same football team, baseball team, basketball team, all of that. Friday, Saturday, we was good. Come Sunday, we was fighting. Yeah. Because our personalities yeah. clashed because yeah, we was at some both, yep. we, we both were dominant personalities. And so, I'm like, I'm older than him just by a couple months. So, yeah. it's not like I'm, just, I, I, like, I'm technically big cuz, but. I'm not like in his eyes, like you all, you, we just, we the same age.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: And so if I'm trying, if I'm trying to be the alpha and he's like, nah, let me be the alpha. Yeah. Oh, we going to clash because no, it's, this is my time. And he's like, it's my time. And so that's, that's what happens. And that's why I think certain times, it's like, okay, you think it's going to work out. You think that, oh, we have these two players and they're friends. Yeah. It don't always work out like that. Yeah. It don't. That's very true. And so, I think it's really going to be on. It's really, it's really going to be on these front offices to really decide. Like, yes, the numbers look good and the analytics they equal out. I don't even know what they like. I don't know how you find out a player's player efficiency rating, but
1: yeah. it's a lot. It's just a lot of stats divided by a it's, lot of other stats. A lot of, a lot stats.
2: of exactly uh, and so time of
1: possession stuff like that. You can really track it though. I mean yeah, no, the way that the, the I, way that sure they I came can. up I with the formula for player efficiency it's legitimate cuz you know you know I do stats like stats has always been my background even before teaching um and so like the way that they track it it, it it is real uh but but the thing that I always tell y'all about stats is man like stats is like in a vacuum it's like you're looking at it in a vacuum It really, stats really only apply to that one game that it happened in. And the thing is, we put so much, because we love stats of a game, we put so much weight onto career stats, but, and career stats are skewed big time, man. Cause just think, just think about, look at, if you look at LeBron and his career, right? He's going to probably average almost 27, 28, 26, something like that for his career, right? Pace Bro, space. he's but he's literally played for his career. He's almost played twenty percent in garbage time, and that's even for a superstar. Mm-hmm.
2: But then also, you also got to realize, errors are different. Yeah, times change. Yeah, the NBA now is way more open. There's way bigger of an emphasis on the three point shot. Mm-hmm. So now you're not just shooting twos; you're getting a lot more three points added up, and so it. It's just, it's just different. And that's one thing that I never really like comparing players with Yeah, players. I don't
1: like that. Name. Like, I, I
2: don't, that. I don't like saying, oh, you know, Bron's the greatest of all time. Kobe's the greatest of all time. Jordan is the greatest of all time. What I will say is they to me. They were the greatest of
1: their like, time.
2: Uh, the greatest of their time. And what I can say is like, Braun is, the, to me, LeBron James is the best basketball player I've ever seen. Just even watching old film and stuff like that, just because what he does, he can do so much. Yeah, he more.
1: can do a lot, Like, man.
2: he like just in his prime, he you know he can he can facilitate, he can get to the cup, he can shoot, he can carry a team. And to me, he was just the he's just the best that I've seen. That's why people talk, like, even with quarterbacks, to me, Peyton Manning was the best quarterback in my eyes that I've ever seen, just because he just redefined the game. And it's a it's a team <laughs> yeah. sport, but just Cerebral. him specifically. Cerebral. He was the one who really got quarterbacks to make adjustments at the line mm-hmm. and really basically call their own game. And so that's just my thing. So I don't – the eras are different. So, it, like, I'm not trying to necessarily compare. So, yes, I feel like a lot of these players will start to get to the top and the scoring just because players are scoring more because Thank the you. foul
1: – more threes, you get, like you said. It's more,
2: it's, it's more threes. You get to the foul fa- – you see how often James Harden gets to he's the got foul that line?
1: line and he's got an opportunity and that's a, that's that goes to my point. Stats are in A vacuum. So it's like even if you take it's in a vacuum of that era that it's in, that game that it's in, it's just so many vacuums when you look at stats and that's how people say there's a famous saying. People lie, well men lie, women lie, numbers don't. That's a oh, lie. that is a that is a lie because a man or a woman came up with that. So you already know for a fact that in principle right there, it's already faulty. Number one. And it's probably a lie. you can it's make a woman. Th- <laughs> you can make numbers do almost anything, man. People been doing it for years. Numbers, and man, you can make them do anything,
2: whatever you want. And it's just like, so pro actually, I, so I listened to, um, Locked On Bengals podcast and a couple other Locked On um, uh, podcasts for, you know, different sports. And uh, last week they actually had someone on from Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. And Pro Football Focus, actually, they have something where they, like, they do error-adjusted stats. Yeah, And even to me, that's crazy because even, like, how can you error-adjust a stat that's happening in this era? Like, what you you can't you they're can't to, say like they just so they
1: just trying to be cognizant of it. I if, at least if, respect that though.
2: I one hundred percent respect it, but to me it's just like, yes, if I'm playing in two thousand eighteen, the offenses are wide open. They don't call you know, they don't let the the DBs get you know much hand grabbing they, and hand fighting. They don't. Fighting.
1: They don't. So you have to so change
2: how, it. So, you, so how I, can you how can you adjust for something that's you know not truly tangible in the numbers? know.
1: I, 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 Man, and that's that's up to the data analyst, man. But I would, yeah, an uh, 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 interesting point. Do you know who owns Pro Football Focus?
2: I don't. I should, but I don't.
1: Chris Collinsworth owns it, man.
2: My gosh! Shout yep. out to the he, one of the he, Bengals. He, he no, owned it,
1: man. Die. I I learned that the other day, man, watching um, Football Life. Chris Collinsworth, bro, he's like a genius, man he's like a genius, bro. I, all, I always respected his commentate, his commentating skills. I didn't really like him as a player, but I respected him as a player cause I, I was only a little boy then anyway, so I really didn't care. But as a broadcaster, I always thought that he had. He just Pat Summerall was my all-time favorite, even more so than John Madden, and then after Pat hey. Summerall is to me is it's Chris Collinsworth. He just got that voice for me. Um, but the stuff that he's done um, to advance the game of football with stat taking and analytics and all that has been amazing, man. Shout out to him. Yeah,
2: no, you know, I'm Chris Collins. He's a
1: bangle, too. You feel me? Exactly. You know, Chris that's my guy. The uh, bangle. He's the uh, best bangle. Oh, 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 let's not get crazy. Who you got? Who Who's the best bangle?
2: The greatest Bengal of all time. I'm gonna go Anthony Munoz, then Ken Anderson. Anthony Munoz, Ken Anderson. Um. Honestly, if he would have never gotten hurt, Carson Palmer would have hands down. Carson
1: Palmer definitely about. definitely could have. He he definitely was up there, man. He definitely is up there.
2: Yeah, even even you know in that short span of time, but and then. You got to go with AJ Green because
1: yeah. You know, oh yeah, I forgot about AJ. He's definitely. a silent
2: assassin. I actually heard. I actually heard a you know a, a debate on whether AJ Green is a Hall of Famer, and they actually made a good point that he could possibly miss the Hall of Fame, and I actually agree with them. But that's for another podcast. We ain't yeah, been on
1: definitely this. another <laughs> podcast. So what you got, man?
2: Let me ask you this:
1: Big Crit just dropped. Oh bro. my gosh! I, I meant to put that on my notes, man. Listen, man. I was gonna tell you, I keep trying to figure out, like, the last two, to me, the last two greatest solo albums, to me, Victory Lap and Crit is here, and I was trying to figure out, and I'm trying to figure out, they both, because Crit is just like Nip, he's integrated vertically to where that he owns his masters. That is a multi-project. He overseen it. He controls Multi- the, re- to the sundae. He controlled a release date and everything. Is it that creative freedom that you have when you own your own property to let you give out pure arts of work? Because just think about it. If you're partnered or, or if you belong to a record label, they have the power to come in and say, like, no, your album's not ready. Like, we don't think your album is ready. And Crit has the power or Nip had the power to say that it's done like it's done
2: so i'm gonna put it to you like this when because crit is not a hundred percent independent right now and i can say this isn't one of my favorite crit albums just off the strength of you can tell He's on, you know, like he's on that. I'm trying to catch one, and I'm kind of doing a little things different. I'm a little bit more mainstream. Experimental, I'm not, man. I'm not, I'm not producing, you know, all of my, you know, own. He tracks.
1: did, yeah. I but saw that. I it's, it's, that. It's,
2: it's, it's still, it's still a great project, but I, I came, I came into it listening with Catalactica ears. You know what I mean? I wanted that down south gritty. You know, I put it in my trunk. You know, you know, two six. You know, I, I, yeah, like yeah. I, I want it. I wanted all of that you know it's like i wanted all of that like just base and just country back when he was talking about yep. you know like when he was too country people didn't understand mm-hmm. the type of crit but you heard every tell, word
1: on this time on this I, you know what i mean and every he word
2: still, he was still spitting so i do appreciate that i feel like he didn't necessarily lose the essence of crit but you can tell he was trying to really appeal to the masses in a sense and not lose too much of his core his core fan i
1: think he did that man i think he accomplished that i think he accomplished that man that's and that's to me is 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 it my favorite crit album no uh honestly not because like you said I, i like that country crit that's hard for people other people to understand like i understood that crit (laughs) uh um, so I you know, I I'm from <laughs> I'm from the
2: to, midwest yeah. but we from we from we from the south I'm that, 15 that, minutes from Kentucky
1: That Chris <laughs> spoke to my soul like yeah. But um I think to me I like it better than a double CD I like it better than yeah? a double CD because uh you know the double CD I felt like it was divided I felt like the concept of it kind of box himself in where he you know he had the crit side and then he had the Justin Scott side so it was on a, on a Justin Scott side like you got to give us a certain type of track so it was like yeah. already you put parameters on yourself artistically when you did that and to me honestly I never liked double CDs man there was only two that I really like and that's life after death and all eyes on me and I think that they shouldn't be made honestly it's just too many tracks man when you narrow it down to 14 15 16 tracks i feel like you have a better chance of just hitting that home run um but i was very happy with this album man i'm a diehard crit fan i'm going to the show in november uh i'm probably going to do the meet and greet package man and i'm definitely I'm, going
2: to the show I already and got i'm
1: going to be there Crit.
2: so yeah i mean i think we're in agreement that you know even though it may not be our favorite crit album this still is a great album. Mm-hmm. It's still a, it's a still, it's still a good body of work, and Definitely. I can't, I can't be mad at it. Um. So what I'm trying to figure out now is, so we got Crit. It's something that we've been anticipating for a while because mm-hmm. we're all big Crit fans. What else are, what, what else are you listening to this year? Like, is it,
1: I'm listening is it, to Gucci. Because, okay. I'm listening to Gucci. Um, I'm listening to Dreamville, um, which is a collaboration, it's not a whole whole oh, cool album.
2: Can, can I jump in real, go real ahead, quick Go ahead. And I he'll, he'll told me to make a point of this and she's not here. but well, We need to get Nichelle in front of this camera the oh, yeah. very next I forgot. time we I see yeah, her we
1: do. I forgot we man. get this
2: Dreamville take yeah. from you, Nichelle.
1: Yeah, we need that, man.
2: Cause uh <laughs> I got I, I got an issue.
1: Yeah, I got an issue too.
2: I got an issue, My but bad. yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. but nah, I'm still
1: I'm listening to T Grizzly. Um, I, I I ventured out a little bit because you know it's streaming. I I I listened to the baby a few times. Uh, yeah, and, and that's why I listen to it because you always be singing his lyrics. So I, I checked him out, and I was you know what It was better than I thought. And I'm also secretly man. I cannot stop listening to Victory Lap, specifically real big, man. I find myself in a car, I, I, I'm gotta go somewhere in 20 minutes, bro. I listen to this song four times before I get there, like I got a problem, bro.
2: Yeah, I understand that.
1: That and, song, that that album is powerful, man. And I also been listening to a lot of old Lil Wayne, man. Carter One, Carter Two, recently.
2: Yeah, I have a, I, I won't. To it now because we have fifty-two minutes. Yeah. So, what I'll say is, right now, basically, for twenty-nineteen, yes, I love Crit, but it's still kind of new, and it's really just, you know, it's really just starting to to sit on, like, sit in my playlist.
1: Mm-hmm. Him,
2: Primo, my guy, Primo Rice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My,
2: that's my that's my dog kicking the pimp shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah.
1: That's my <laughs> dog. So
2: he just dropped today, so yeah, I know that that's gonna I, be in I my rotation. Yeah. But for the most part yo of 2019 my favorite album of 2019 has been this new yfn lucci project 650 Luch.
1: it's you know against what? the grills
2: i i, ha, I gotta go back
1: off. i gotta go Can't back i gotta go back so somebody else they texted me the other day and said you gotta check that lucci album out so i'm a double back i'm a grab it Wait. i'm not really a fan but i'm a I have a blank slate. I feel like when I'm not a fan of somebody, I can really go through and listen with open ears and really give an honest opinion. So next part, I have an opinion on that album.
2: Yeah, so I also want to shout out the Mozzie Internal Affairs Project. Yeah,
1: Mozzie, man. Mozzie's here. He's been working with a lot of people, man. Gangland
2: Landlord. But I'm going to do this for Hill because Hill's not here. And I know he's going to give his take at the end of the podcast, but Hill... Loves this Tiger album. He he, (laughs) got some hits on
1: that thing, man. He got some hits on it. And you know what? I can't
2: even lie. (laughs) Tiger album rock
1: it, man. Hey, Tiger, man. Tiger album.
2: Tiger hits.
1: Listen, I have hated Tiger every year since the first year he came into the game. This year, and I'm not even going to say just this year. I'm going back to 2018. Back to 2018, I... When he when he first came out with what, uh, what was that right. song, was that twenty eighteen, yeah the hit that he had, kiss what was it called or, what,
2: uh, let, matter of fact let me look it up, but what I can say is one thing about Tiger, I, cause I actually I, I liked Tiger for a while, cause you can't deny it, Tiger gonna keep. Bro, like he
1: keep one, bro. Taste. He does keep taste, one, that's and that's, that's why I hate him. him. Taste, taste. taste. Yeah. Ever since yeah. that, bro, I just said everything he said. It's been a hit. Everything he's done. So it's like,
2: bro, I was in college and Tyga was dropping hits.
1: Yeah, Piga, he could, he had, he was though.
2: Tyga could he could keep one. I don't care what you think, and I I, I look at him a little different because he was a grown ass man dating Kylie Jenner, and she was you know, ain't <laughs> and
1: should a billionaire, man. He was he was on it. He was ahead of his time. He saw it no, of...
2: that's that's R. Kelly time. <laughs> but you know, we're not gonna get into that. Shout out to shout out to the feds for picking R. Kelly up, though. Congratulations! Yeah. I don't usually shout out the feds. But yeah, you actually did something right. So,
1: but yeah, yeah man. man.
2: Like, Tiger, he gonna
1: keep him one. So that Tiger album. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely rocking with. If you and if you start, if you convert me, I always think if you convert me from a hater of your your artwork to an appreciator. That's that's a feat in itself. So if you can convert anybody to you, you feel me. So I kudos to him, man. Kudos to him. He you know he went back to the lab. He he put the work in, and it's paying off. So it is what it is. Yeah, man. So um i'm trying to think we had what 56 minutes yeah I think a lot. yeah man we covered a lot
2: i think we did a good job so yeah, well, man. anything you anything else you gotta get off your chest
1: nah man i think i'm good uh you know we'll we'll hear what um hill got to say i'm just really excited for football season Y'all, y'all be expecting some new things from the Three Man Weave LLC. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming under our umbrella, not just a podcast. Be on the lookout for that. Um, hit the subscribe. Hit the like button. Support us, man. It's free. We don't charge for nothing. It's free.
2: Florida State, Florida State, Florida State.
1: Woo! Know.
2: Well, yeah, man. You know where you can find us. Instagram three manweave underscore Twitter three man weave underscore mm-hmm. You can email us all your supporter questions. Please, please, please keep the supporter questions coming at podcast at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, leave a comment. Mm-hmm. When you hit us up in you know you know the Apple Podcast Store, you know Google Play, wherever oh, no. the case may be. Look. Please, please, please make sure you write us five stars. Please leave us a comment. You know what? Even if you leave us a comment in in, in those comment sections, we do check it. We will yep. read it. And yep. we will shout you out. So we please will. make sure that you leave your Instagram name, where you from, and your actual real name, please. And we're <laughs> gonna <laughs> holler at you and let you know, like, hey, bro, <laughs> Thank you. We yeah. appreciate the support, yep. man. And and the great words of Primo Rice, peas up, hose down. Yeah, let's get it. To, yeah, yeah, ah, don't you do it. I told y'all, man. Hill coming up next. So stay tuned. You know what it is. Hill gonna heal. He about to give you all his takes right
0: now. Let's get it. You, you already know it's your boy Hill. Hill gonna heal regardless, baby. Let's get it. You know work schedule kind of got in the way kind of threw me off but i'm here i mean you know i'm headed to work again 4 a.m but it is what it is i'm probably probably hit all my point kind of rapid fire so a little bear with me you know i just had to pause this crit on this commute man ever since that crit dropped boy they ain't been fired boy and it's hard it's hard to deliver when you're when you're a fan of an artist back to back quality albums with anticipation, it's hard to deliver again, man. I want to commend Crit to continuously putting out good work, man. I know he had label issues and all that, but... I mean, in the past, but continue to put out quality work, man. I'm sold, man. I know I got to ask this question, though. Why do people continuously keep calling J. Cole for features, man? Like, what's wrong with this dude right now, man? This run this run that he owns... Man, they kind of remind you of Wayne in his prime. I know two different style of rappers, but back then, Wayne was killing everything. And now Cole is, like, murdering every single feature that he's on, bruh. Like, it's crazy. Speaking of Cole, that Dreamville album, man, they stepped up the promotion, the, you know, the visibility, like, everything, they stepped up everything, and they had, they built up real anticipation for this album, and then they delivered it, like, they put me on to a couple artists that I really wasn't familiar with, like, Ari, I was cool, I I knew Ari, Cos, Boss, um, J.I.D., you know, Cole, but, like, Earth Gang, Young Nudie, um, a couple dudes, like, even, I even thought that dude, Guap Dad, what, Guap Dad 4,000? I even thought he was a gimmick, bro, like, but he was on there, like, you know what I'm saying, showing up. Man, it was just all around, quality album, they were spitting, they delivered. I know music started out slow this year, but once we started getting music, we started getting some quality music. Jim Jones, Mozzie, Mustard, Freddie Gibbs, um, even Tiger's album was, was, you know, fire. Like, you know i'm going just rambling off the top of my head right now but like we was getting some some quality music though but yeah you know why i'm here um that westbrook cp3 trade mm -mm, that was a total shocker bro i know y'all heard last week we was like we didn't even believe that anybody was gonna trade trade for um for westbrook because his contract we definitely didn't believe anybody was gonna trade for cp3 so for them to be traded that was crazy um, initially, initially, and still, I still think it's a nasty fit, but since the dust is since the dust has settled, I kind of think that Westbrook and Harden may work in the regular season if they just have a go ahead sit down and just go ahead and just figure out what they're going to sacrifice. Cause at this point, both of them, they got their money. They got their money. They got their endorsement deals. Like the money is there. what? What are you really looking for? Are are You just want your stats? All right, cool. Y'all just want y'all stats? Cool. Just go ahead. Just go out there. But do y'all really want to win and shut the naysayers up? Then y'all going to have to have a real heart-to-heart sit down, you know, and figure out what y'all going to sacrifice. Westbrook, I love your motor, your attitude. You play hard. You do all that. But these ill-advised shots, come on now. At at some point, you got to take smarter shots. Harder? Been in Houston for how long? Three different coaches, three different systems, and it's still dribble, 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 dribble. Come on now. At some point, you got to realize that that ain't working. Like I said, I know your stats is crazy, but it ain't winning. It ain't translating to winning. So what do y'all value at this point in y'all career? It's really what, what should be at the forefront of everything right now. Let's flip, slide, flip, slide, flip side to CP3. I don't know what you're going to do. I know one thing. You can't stay in OKC because what they got going on is, is is a total rebuild, total youth movement. You got to throw that all off. So you need to get up out of there. Now, at this point, I don't know what you value. You your money or you actually winning. Now, this buyout or if they so happen to get a trade for you. Cool. But if this buyout, this might be the toughest buyout ever. Cause I don't know. Cause you' about to give up a lot of money. I know your contract is crazy, but you' about to give up a lot of money. But at this point, what do you value? You've been trying it, like you've been trying it, and um, with the Clippers, you tried it with the Rockets. Like you've been trying it your whole career. So I understand, but still, you gotta look at the mirror. Your character been been in question at every place you've been, and it's on you to try to fix that. And I say that for all three—Westbrook, Harden, CP3—y'all seasoned vets. Y'all been in y'all been in this league for a while. Y'all y'all are who y'all are. At this point, when y'all go look in the mirror and say, "Hey, this ain't working, bruh. y'all got to fix something. Y'all got to fix something. Um, let me um. Fast forward. Oh, Saturday. Oh man, Keith Thurman, Pacquiao. It's like the battle of who I hate the most. Um, let me break down why I dislike Keith Thurman. I understand he had an injury and all that. And, you know, you want to recover, you know what I'm saying, wait till you 100%. My, my whole issue with him the whole time was he never shut up. Like, he was at every press conference. He was at every interview. And he just kept popping off. But then at the flip side, when it was time to fight, Oh, nah, nah, it's get-back season, it's get-back season. So, that was really, that's really why I dislike him. Like, the dude just won't shut up. Manny Pacquiao, I, I mean, only reason I hate him now is because I know he's old. And, like, at this point, like, you are really just fighting for a check, to be quite honest. And if we compare their last fights, Keith Thurman looked good at times against Riverboat. He got caught, and it was looking shaky for your boy. So he got to work on that defense, Manny. You fought A B, a dude that that was basically he was the heavy bag because he show sure ain't throw no hands. So what you really gonna do? You really didn't look you really didn't look that good to me against A B. You just beat up on a dude that that can't fight. Honestly, honestly at this point, Manny's just a name. You know what I'm saying? I know he's an all time great, Hall of Famer, and all that, but at this point, he's just a name. So in boxing business, it made sense for these two to fight. Keith's still on his get back, and Manny's going to be a credible name on his resume. Manny's still trying to fight. You know, Keith Thurman is still a, res- a credible name on the resume. It makes sense. It's a perfect fight for these two at this, at this junction. I'm going to go with Keith with a decision. You know, that's just, I mean, I gave y'all my li- I mean, based off his last fight, he showed at times why he was one time. He showed why, why he was popping off. But when he got caught, I was like, ugh. But he recovered. He recovered. He showed toughness. So, like I said, I'm going to go with Keith. Um, um, well, I'm going to round this out. Matter of fact, I know my guys held it down. You know, it's rare that I miss moments. But, hey, that's why we the big three. You know what I'm saying? Load low management for me. You know what I'm i had to take a load off. But, you know, I showed up, gave me, gave you some quality minutes at the end um i'm gonna wrap it off by saying um cameron moore giant safety you a whole ho you a coward you a punk um if y'all don't know he had a domestic violence issue with with some female i'm not gonna say that's his girlfriend all i know is she was a female and he beat the brakes off her so you a whole punk you a coward you you rely you rely fighting this girl that makes absolutely no sense to me you gotta you you gotta remove yourself from this situation by any means, it's, especially till you get to the point where you full fledged fighting and you stepping on her neck at the end. You're doing way too much. Uh, he already been suspended. Really, nobody knows him, so that's why nobody cares. Uh, he need to be banned from the league. Pretty much, he probably will be. Like I said, 'cause don't nobody know him. But once again, the NFL hasn't done anything. The Giants was the one that suspended him. You know, the NFL moves on turtle time. So. Uh, they're never consistent with what they do. But anyway, Cameron Moore, you a punk. And I'm going to end it like that before I get frustrated. Because, like I said, I'm headed to work. Um, you can catch us on all med- all podcast platforms and YouTube, 3 Man Weave, Instagram, 3 Man Weave, Twitter, 3ManWeave underscore. Facebook, 3 Man Weave. You can email us at weave at gmail.com. That was Cannon. That was AJ. I'm Hill, And we out, baby.